missed shot by Chucky. And there's the ball game. The Huskers win it. Final score in overtime. Nebraska 80, Wisconsin 72. And another court storming. Storm that court. Just storm that puppy. Just listen to it. So awesome. Aren't you going to start screaming, I love it? I can't. I don't even For know what to say. Way. Unbelievable. How about that last year, man? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. God, was that, was right. that good? How about that? Hey. How about that? I wore the same outfit for the Purdue game. I'm going to keep wearing this puppy. Oh, my God. I'm not going to make it this year. I'm not either. How about no! That, How about that? Live from 50th and Capitol Avenue in the Big O, this is Mornings with Sharp and Handley on 1620 The Zone, 1620thezone.com, and 1620thezone.tv. Now here's Gary, Nick, and Jimmy. Hey guys, great to see you. Hey, what's going on? Uh, By the way, a tweet about the officiating last night. Big Ten will be getting a hold of uh, Matt Rule. Good morning! It is a feel-good Friday. It is a party in the PBA. What a day yesterday for the team that plays at 67th and Center and the team that plays in downtown Lincoln. We are a basketball state. We are a feel-good Friday. And last night, oh my God, bless Kent Pavelka. He is still alive. Checked in with him late last (laughs) night. KP is still alive. The voice of the Mavs is still alive. You all are here. But last night at Pinnacle Bank Arena... You know, sometimes in this business, you guys know this, the people that listen to us go, wow, you guys are like, wow, you guys just blow things up. You guys are all in on hyperbole. Oh, yeah. I'm all in on facts today, folks, because it's a feel-good Friday and you cannot crush my vibe. It's a victory Friday, boys. Uh, Would you guys like to see what I'm wearing today? Shorts. I got shorts on. It's February 2nd. I got shorts on. And a rally cap. I drove to work. With the windows down, the music was blaring. It is all in for the next four hours because my team wins yeah. the game I do and a huge win for Omaha. And then I, I don't think it is too too off-centered to say last night at Pinnacle Bank Arena was legendary. It was unbelievable. It was unprecedented. It was unfathomable mm-hmm. on exactly what happened once the second half began between Nebraska and Wisconsin, that Nebraska wins in overtime after being down 19. Wisconsin, you just don't come into PBA and build a lead. Last year it was 17, this year it was 19, and Nebraska wins last night in a game that, if I would have texted you about uh, 8-15, you would have said what? I would have said, uh, this is what I feared. I would have said, this is what I feared. My God. And... To be a fly in the wall in that locker room at halftime. Bad words. Would love to have been in that locker room at halftime. But yeah, I would have said, this is what I was afraid of. Wisconsin is so damn good. And they are. I mean, like last night, it doesn't take anything away from what Wisconsin can be when they are rolling. But just like any other college basketball team, especially this year, you get them a little bit off course. You're missing some shots early. Good Lord, man. So, Fred Hoiberg asked a question after the game last night. He said uh, he was uh, asked by Nick on the uh, BTN 
uh, post game on the floor while everybody was court storming. Yep. Caitlin Clark was saved. Dylan Raiola had security. Well, he's but everybody else, everybody else was like, party in the PBA. Mm-hmm. Put your hands up. I got the whole song. Uh, but after sure the game, Fred was asked, I don't know. I have no idea how this was pulled off. Let's just walk <laughs> through this. I mean, the, I, I, we're, I believe that we are going to undersell what exactly happened in Lincoln last night. Let me just give you some nuggets. All right? You guys like my nuggets? This early, too, for nuggets. You know what? There's really no set time where the nuggets cannot be enjoyed. <laughs> They're fresh right now. I think the nuggets <laughs> should be enjoyed 24-7. Let's serve, them, serve okay. them up fresh. Okay. So last night, you guys know that Nebraska at one time, against a team that either gives you Final Four vibes or they give you can't-make-it-to-the-first-weekend vibes mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. I really like Wisconsin. I'm right Wisconsin just pummels Nebraska at the beginning. Nebraska has, you know, the building is ready to go bonkers. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin is like, not so fast, my friends. And the first half was brutal for Nebraska. Wisconsin, whenever they wanted to hit shots, hit shots. Chucky, whenever he wanted to make a play, oh, wow. made a play. Wisconsin's rolling, and you're like, well, all right, thanks for the memes. Hey, do you think you can move up spring ball? When does Jordy Ball pitch? Okay? <laughs> Nebraska was down 19. We're going to walk through this because this is... You have to say it out loud to just realize exactly what happened last night. Then you're down 16 at halftime. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I'm about ready to tell you. Nick, you probably know. You were searching the internet there. Uh, AP top 10 teams had won 1,458 straight games mm-hmm. when they led by 16 or more at halftime. The last time that a team did not, until last night, was January 6th, 2002. You remember where you were in 2002? Uh, 18 um, years old still. Uh, Living my life. Uh, I, was in Omaha, I, I guess I was still in Omaha. Sure. Yeah. I kind of. Vaguely. I was wondering, what is Barry Collier doing with the Nebraska basketball player? Just kidding. <laughs> Coach Collier, I he was, think, was, he was at there. the game last yeah, night. He yeah. was there. Yes, Andy, he was. North, Andy North was there. Of course, they, Wisconsin guy. Butler he was there supporting Creighton. the Badgers. But yeah, Coach Collier's in town. His last uh, uh, you know, trip around the sun as a AD at Butler. So it was great to have Coach Collier there last night. But that was January 6, 2002. So then Nebraska is not even, as, as they come back, and it was kind of the comeback was like in a blur. Like all of a sudden, bam, did Wiltshire just hit that three and yeah. it's 50 to 49? What is going yeah, on? All of a sudden it's single digits. You're like, okay. So Nebraska gets it tied with 844 to go. They don't take the lead until 25 seconds are left in regulation. Yeah, on a free throw. And then Wisconsin, tension convention at the end of regulation, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it goes to <laughs> overtime. And in overtime, this basketball team that, remember, they're a weird good team. Yep. Don't, don't try and take one win last night and go, man, Nebraska. No, they are who they are. Yep. Okay? Because we're going to do this on Sunday when they go to Champaign. They found a way to win when everything, and I mean everything, was going against them. You cannot undersell what the heck just happened last night at Pinnacle Bank Arena to allow Nebraska to get a quad one victory that you look around the country, and especially in the Big Ten, on your resume, you have a win against Purdue and Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Put your dancing shoes on, Kent. Two teams that aren't going anywhere either. It's not like, okay, well, yeah, but look how they played in February. Like Purdue, 
huge win. In fact, it's right on in our studio right now, the replay of the Northwestern game. Um, that Wisconsin team, the first half of Wisconsin is, is what we've seen Wisconsin do both at home and on the road pretty much the entire season. Like they're, they're, they're no joke. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking to myself, leading up to the week, I mean, I, I, I admit it. I, I continue to say I just didn't like this matchup. I, I, I'm, I'm more, if you, if you ask me what is to happen first, a Nebraska loss at home or a Nebraska win on the road, given that they were playing Wisconsin, yeah. I was going to say a Nebraska loss at home. And here's the reality of it. You could have came back, forced that thing into overtime and lost, and probably would have had mixed feelings, but would have felt good about at least the way that they were able to battle back, given how one-sided this thing was in the first half. Like, it got to the point that it became boring and the fans were disinterested in even booing Chucky Hepburn and the fact that he was also just putting on a show there in the first half. Like, the back-to-back steals and layups, like, at that point, it was just almost kind of adding insult to injury. So, I mean, it just seemed like, my God. I mean, not only are they getting getting housed, but the, the focal of the student section's ire in, in booing Chucky Hepburn, hell, they they lost interest in even doing that. I mean, if you notice they're late in the game, even when Wisconsin had the ball, it didn't matter who was bringing the ball up, whether it was Chucky or anybody else. They weren't booing. They were just loud. That's, that's all it was. And so there was just too many things in that first half where you just said, wow, yeah, this just ain't happening. They had no mojo, lazy passes. Mm-hmm. Just it, it also, they looked tired. Back, I thought so too. They look they look tired in I the first so half. I, I thought, thought so oh, too. the heavy legs. So there's a yep. there's Fred a lot them out too hard this There's week. a lot of people that had a hand in last night's win for Nebraska. First and foremost, CJ Wilcher. Bryce Williams, he did his work. He did. Key key rebound in traffic. Then you have Sam Hoyberg, who is a dog. What I said, dog. He's a defensive dog. Rink mass hit shots. Mm-hmm. But that game last night, that win. So Nebraska's sixteen and six, they're six and five. They're only I if I just looked at the standings, they're a half game out of a double bye. Yeah. We're talking about Nebraska basketball, boys mm-hmm. and girls. That game last night was Fred Hoiberg. Yeah. So we, we discussed on the show yesterday. Fred put it out there. I, I think Fred knows what he has, knows that there is such a desire and a passion from the fan base that follows Nebraska basketball to just get to the tournament. Winning a game is another thing. Mm-hmm. Just get to the tournament with this team, this start, nice metrics. And Fred knows it, wants it to happen, and pushed a button on his team after the debacle at Maryland. And then he spoke about it publicly. And then the first half last night happens. And they, they did look tired. They looked they like did. they had tired legs. Yep. And all of a sudden, they looked like road Nebraska. Yeah, they did. And That's I'm thinking, exactly what they look like. And, 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 and in my mind... And again, I'm on the side of the status of Fred Hoiberg is not in doubt. But that that becomes a popular thing with Nebraska, the bed. Mm-hmm. And in the first half, man, I wouldn't want to sleep in that because I'd be dirty. So <laughs> they look bad. They have a big crowd. The place wants to embrace you. And you go into the locker room, you're down 16, and fans can't even get upset at Simon Says. <laughs> They're like, what do I do? You could get you could get uh, upset at uh, at uh, Jeff Anderson in the high knees. I mean, you which 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 is a which is a thing last night yeah. about the officiating. I mean, yeah. Matt Matt Rule tweeted about it. That's funny. Yeah, I wonder if the Big Ten will say anything to him. Um, so it's you not go, his sport. So, good. so you're down 16, and you're thinking, wow. Sunday we go to Champaign. Wednesday we go to Evanston. 
Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And Fred, who pushed a button, he slammed the button down at halftime and challenged his team, and they responded in kind. And now Nebraska has beaten Purdue and Wisconsin, and they've had two court stormings at PBA. That game last night, because Nebraska, when needed, showed toughness. They also showed some mental fortitude. While Wisconsin was collapsing around you, that game is Fred Hoiberg's signature victory at Nebraska for what Fred Hoiberg would like Nebraska basketball to be. And probably Nebraska basketball, if they continue to be 23-24 Nebraska basketball, is going to hear their name announced on Selection Sunday. Yeah, and that game, that job that he did of getting them ready for last night began post-game Maryland. And look, I, I know that there, there's there's a lot of coaches that will they'll tough talk a team, but if it has no credence, if it has no substance to it, the team understands that. They, they, they see right through it. And the one thing that we've always talked about with Fred is sometimes it's always tough to read him a little bit because he is like the most even keel dude in the world. And yet this year you've seen some emotion out of him, especially when they have played at a disappointing level. And I think to your point about how he feels about this team, I think that's what brings the emotion out. I think he he knows there are so many pieces in place for this team, but that yeah. one thing that's missing, especially on the road, that toughness, the 50-50s, all those little, the little, the, the, the intangible things that don't always show up on a stat sheet too, that for whatever reason, those things are not yeah. there consistently. And I, I truly believe he sees this every day in practice too with his team, that they're playing a lot better than sometimes they show on the road. It, I think it's, it's a very baffling thing for him, and I think that's what's led to him get a little bit more animated when it comes to the way that he's addressed this team. And, but I think but I, th- this goes back to Fred the Communicator, too. And we could talk about C.J. Wiltshire a little bit later on, too. But Fred the Communicator, where they understand where he's coming from, he understands where they're coming from. They're, they're all just, I think, a lot more, use that word that we used months ago, too, connected. And so you could potentially, because that, that was my biggest fear, of why I said last night I felt was a, a was a must win because of what you just yeah. laid out there, what you have in front of you on the road, and then you're coming back home after just recently getting beat by Wisconsin against a Michigan team that's a bad team, but all of a sudden you're you're sort of playing for your collective NCAA tournament lives, and then there's that sense of urgency. How do teams sort of handle some of that desperation at times? Some do it well, some don't, especially when they've had a, a run of some bad games. We talked about this yesterday. If you win that game last night, which they did, I don't want to say like all of a sudden you take a big, big sigh of relief, a big breath and say, okay, whatever happens these next two games is what it is. But you have now built up that safety net. But what I also think, and Robbie Hummel was talking about this last night, and I disagreed with this. This is where he said this will be a game that will really define Nebraska's season. Now, from the standpoint of... Oh, wait a minute. I could, I could see that. I, but I, th- I think what he was saying is this is the game that they can draw from, say, when they're on the road. Because I still mm. think they are mm. what they are. It, this goes back yeah, to what exactly. you're saying. They they're, are what they are. And so I'm not going to say, well, the, oh, that yeah. was the win that's now going to unlock some road success. Now, look, it's they're going to win a road game. They've got Michigan on, on the schedule. Indiana, I think they could beat on the road, too. They've got... It, but I don't think that last night's when all of a sudden now they just unlock it in February where they just go absolutely ham on everybody in the Big Ten. But what it did do is it it built you a backstop of, like you said yesterday, if you play to your character right now, which is yeah. so good at home and baffling on the road, 
last night's win was probably yeah. enough. I, I agree. They're, so last night didn't all of a sudden make Nebraska like this. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they're, they're one of the top 68 teams in college basketball. They are mm-hmm. uh, like an 8, 9, 10 seed. And if they hurt themselves, they're 11 seed. Their resume now has Purdue and Wisconsin. Yep. Going to have to get a road win, probably, at least one. But if you hold serve at home, there's 20 wins right there. Mm-hmm. They're a weird, good team. Don't overthink it. They're one of the top 68 teams in college basketball this season. And they have a chance to solidify where they're at. But last night, they showed you that they have some find-a-way-to-win but also the other key element, you cannot undersell this, and this should be one of the top selling points for the rest of that program going forward, and I don't care if it's me coaching, which I actually would like to. Um, Pinnacle Bank Arena is a difference maker. Mm-hmm. It was They're great. Uh, so, I, I, of course, I was doing the Omaha game last night, and I didn't want to watch the game because I wanted to be distracted because we had a heck of a game of ourselves yeah. over Baxter Arena. But I'm following updates on Twitter, and then I have... Friends are at the game, and the guy that uh, used my tickets last night, he's texting me. He goes, man, this is the loudest I've ever heard PBA. I'm like, really? That loud? And he he said he didn't say that during the first half. Mm-hmm. He said that to me. He said that to me when, actually, when Wiltshire hit the three. Okay, yeah. so that's that's the key point where I think everybody went, man, Nebraska's got a shot here because Wiltshire, off the feet, off the curl, top of the key, drains the three. It's 50 to 49. He sent me the text, and he goes, this is the loudest it's been. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and watched it after I got done last night. Uh, with Omaha and their victory over St. Thomas, and I'm like, you, the 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 power of PBA is real. We talk about Hilton Magic, yeah, and Hilton Magic is real, yeah. Pinnacle Bank Arena has a special place when Nebraska plays well, and that place gets rocking because just like downtown, and you'll probably see it tonight, if Creighton gets on a spurtability against Butler and the crowd gets into it, Creighton responds. Nebraska now has started to reach that point that. The fans and the angst in the they first half, it. you could feel it. Oh, I mean, I could God, tell yeah. it on TV. Yeah. You could feel like, oh, God, gee, yep. oh my. this season is up. Yep. And then once they hit a shot or two, and you're like, whoa. The students the are play- hugging. And the students were great last night. Mm-hmm. The place picked up, and they lifted Nebraska. And the next thing you know, Wisconsin's going, whoa, this is an epic meltdown yeah. going on. I mean, that's, you can't. You can't overlook that as another key part of last night, but also a selling point for Nebraska basketball is that a program that's been to the tournament one time since 1998, we still fill the arenas, we still fill the stadium without a bowl game in seven years. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was almost no sit Thursday in that second half. I actually thought of uh, they, watching that. They, they were the they front brought it up. They brought up, and, they brought up no sit Sunday uh, the last time, uh, well, I guess that wasn't the last time Nebraska beat Wisconsin because that was last year, but they did bring up the no sit Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the games that Nebraska have had against Wisconsin in that building, yeah, they, I mean they've they've been significant, obviously. But yeah, you know, I, I want to go back to the start of the second half, where I, I think, and this is where you do you put the confidence in that building because home Nebraska is a real thing. But a big reason that Nebraska is so good at home is because of that relationship that they have with that audience with the crowd and if as long as you give them something to believe in and they can see something happening they will respond in kind so the start of the second half I think everybody was probably thinking all right if it's going to happen you need to start going to work now and what happens right out of the gate Wisconsin starts missing a lot of shots but 
Nebraska wasn't taking advantage right away. Not right away. And so, you're because you knew Wisconsin couldn't hold up that blistering pace. They did that in the Kohl Center against Nebraska you know, earlier in the month, but you knew that that wasn't going to be sustainable. So the question always was going to be, Nebraska shot so poorly in the first half, would they see some, yeah. some shots go down? And I'm thinking in my head, if it's going to happen, it's got to involve 30. It has to involve 30, and it never did. In fact, I'm watching. I'm watching. We, him. Got, we got a Tomanaga problem, and, and, and there's something I want to bring up about him as well. But the fact that it was, I mean, CJ has. I mean, he's. If there, if there's someone who's more worthy of Big Ten Six Man of the Year, I'd love to meet him. Well, he that, he fills the role. Like, what's the Six Man supposed to do when they come into the game? They're supposed to be a instant creator. Yep. And once Wisconsin again was never really able to get on track offensively. Shots weren't falling. They were still getting some good looks. They just weren't going down at the clip. It wasn't this big wave of like, all of a sudden, Nebraska just took off. But all of a sudden, a 16-point lead became a 14-point lead. And then there was a time where Nebraska, I think two or three times within like a five-minute stretch, was just trying to cut it into single digits. And then Wisconsin, would the one shot they would make would be the one that would put it back in double digits. And that's where I started resigning to the fact of, Mm -hmm. damn. You know they're they're yeah. they're hitting some shots, but Wisconsin they're just they're keeping them at arm's reach, and that's gonna be how the yep. game goes. And then we saw what happened. It, 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 that's why I don't. I, I'm with you. I don't think we can talk about this for four hours and do last night justice on how truly remarkable that last 20 minutes of basketball was for Nebraska. Well, I should say 25 minutes mm-hmm. of basketball was for Nebraska. Because even as they chipped away, there were moments where you're like, of course, Wisconsin. And then when they tie it up, then Klesman all of a sudden, hey, remember me? And so it just it never felt like it was yeah. going to happen until you get maybe five minutes in. Yeah. Five minutes left to go in They're, the regulation. You know what? They find a way. They, they still have the, the flaws. Whether they play at home or on the road, they turn the ball over way too much. They can't rebound. But they found a way last night to win a game in which they had to win and it could have gotten ugly. And they pulled the parking brake and said... Not so fast, my friends. The head coach did that. The head coach did that, and guys responded in kind. And now Nebraska is in a good spot, and it's on a feel-good Friday. I'm going to add to the feel-good Friday. You, no, nobody can bring me down here, okay? So Omaha wins. Nebraska wins. I got shorts on. The weather's going to be nice. I got the weekend off. Your team's in the That's Super Bowl. That's right. No team, basketball this my, weekend. My team's in the Super Bowl. How about that? Um, I'm going to be in line with the rest of you uh, over at 38th and Ames after the show today. Uh, Jim's Rib Haven is open. Damn place nearly burnt down. That would have been a huge loss. I'm going to be over there with you all. Okay. I noticed they opened up yesterday. Place was packed. Okay. I can't wait to see D'Angelo. He's behind the counter. He's the smoke guy. He's the smoke pit guy. Willie's going to be there. You can't, you can't take me down. That's my Friday. And then I just saw something else. You know what today is? Groundhog Day. Yep. Today is Groundhog Phil Day. Phil Connors Day. You know what Puxatani Phil just did? He didn't see a shadow. Bam! Here we go. And it's Here just, we go. it just so happens that it's going to be close to 60 today. Yes. 60 for this, your Friday. This is uh, what we would call in the business a damn good, feel-good Friday. It's good to be alive, boys. Uh, uh, welcome to a basketball state, at least for a day or so. No, no, no. It can well, be no, a Crane, well, Crane yeah. plays tonight, you know, good opportunity for them, Eight too. o'clock, students yeah. will be hammered. Yeah. I got, uh, if they're not, they're doing it wrong. Oh, they got them uh, what, a BYU. $10 uh, concession gift card for the first 1,000 students. Oh. Where do you think that's going to? A pretzel? Of course. Yeah. With That'll cheese. get you a most of your yeah. beer. So that, so that game is might, oh, that game's tonight at 8 here on The Zone. But also last night, so Omaha, which, you know, in a weird Summit League, 
Weird, weird summit league. Saw it happen out in NDSU, SDSU last night, too. Omaha's a half game out of first place. Yeah. They're 5-4, and four, got the weekend off, and last night they beat a pain-in-the-butt team in St. Thomas, a team they've never beaten since St. Thomas has made the move from D3 to D1. I continue to say, eventually, down the road, because of the money that is behind St. Thomas, St. Thomas will be in the Big East. It might be 15 Whoa. years from now. They will, oh, nice. they have the, the Twin okay. Cities market. Yeah. There's a ton of money with St. Thomas, but they're a pain in the butt to play. Okay, defensively, they, they're all over you. They shoot lights out, and you're like, how is this happening? They've been a problem for Omaha. Last night, Omaha was a problem for them. But in kind of like Nebraska's game, but a little bit of a different role reversal, Omaha was up 11, played really well at the beginning, and then kind of fell asleep, and they were only up two at halftime. Then in close games, because Omaha has found a way to lose close games, even with a star named Frankie Fiddler, they were down six, and St. Thomas squeezes you, man. You feel like, oh, six feels like 12. Mm-hmm. And then your starting point guard, who had 17 last night, J.J. White's on the bench for eight minutes due to his fourth foul. And they found a way to win, and they hit some shots. Key, they got some stops. J.J. White hit a shot uh, 27 seconds ago. and then Good they radio hit, call there, by the way. they hit uh, free throws, and Omaha beat St. Thomas last night. To continue momentum of what they did out in the Mile High City, Oh, it's it. I and people immediately were like, "What happens if all three are in the tournament?" Now we're happy. Two are in the tournament. Omaha's Omaha's going to have to go to Sioux Falls, and who knows what's going to happen up there? Because the the summit league outside of bad South Dakota, the eight teams all have a chance. North yep. Dakota State won in overtime last night in Brookings. On a buzzer North, beater. North Dakota came into Omaha and got blown out by the Mavs. They haven't lost since. They've won five in a row. Mm. They're tied with South Dakota State. Yeah. And then Omaha is just a half game yep. back with we have seven games to go. But Take the great show to great Sioux night Falls. at Baxter Arena. The crowd there was great. The crowd was there was great. And it was just it was a great night for red and black Nebraska. Yes, it and was. And now blue Nebraska is on display tonight. Against uh, Butler. Yeah, shout out to Rod, who won the tickets yesterday, by the way, so he was excited to go to that Got to game. see a good one, and, and shout out to to our guy here, Gary. That was I, I was uh, catching the, oh, the I, end of oh, the, hey. that one just to hear hey, what I, happened. I, I was doing score watching. I, I broke down how we're going to run St. Thomas off the three-point line, so thank you for giving me credit for the, no, the, it was, for the win. No, it was actually... I'd, it was the J.J. White call there with 33 seconds, but it was still very, it was still very, very good. <laughs> so let me put in a plug for Omaha because we go on the road next week. We go uh, actually to North Dakota and then North Dakota State. Is Omaha has three home games left, and who knows if those are the last three games that Frankie Fiddler plays in an Omaha <laughs> uniform? I don't know. I don't think so. But he is a star. He is an absolute star that is a bucket getter. When you need a bucket, 23 gets you a bucket. You know what else they've done? So he didn't say this. I saw this on Twitter. Um, and I saw it because he responded to it on Twitter. Uh, they have a custom 23 jersey over at Lawler's for Frankie. You can go and get a Frankie Fiddler jersey. I was just there not that long ago. I think, and... it, I think it came out yesterday. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I, didn't, I had not... Seen that, but that's that says something right there. So too. I think I think you have reached a level in this state on the basketball side. If I can get your gear somewhere, yep. Like I think I think you can get a Shireman jersey, you can get a Trey jersey. Uh-huh. I don't know if you can get a Kalkbrenner jersey. I haven't seen an eleven. You can get a Tominaga jersey, yep. which you may want to put in the closet for a little bit. But now you can get a Fiddler jersey. So it was good. hey, the basketball was very very good last night in the state of Nebraska.
Yeah, so when that game ended for Omaha, I immediately went because I, you know, you know, all the Summit League teams are playing on Thursday night. So I immediately went, and then that's where I noticed that the NDSU SDSU game was going in overtime. And then to see how that one yeah. finished as well on a buzzer beater, too, is like, oh my God. And then, but to see how South Dakota State tied it up and sent it to overtime with Zeke Mayo, it's like, what, what the hell happened last night? I mean, you talk about. Between Summit League basketball and, I mean, it wasn't that, okay, Omaha didn't win on a buzzer beater, but 33 seconds left with the J.J. White shot. But then what was going on in Lincoln, but then to kind of keep it localized to just the Summit League itself, man, there, were, there was there, there's probably some good basketball that a lot of people didn't even realize was taking place last night. Um, the most confusing thing of last night to me was, why was Bob Ryan in Brookings, South Dakota? Bob Ryan was in Brookings? Yeah, the legendary yeah. journalist. Bob Ryan. The Bob he, Ryan? Yeah, he was at the North Dakota State-South Dakota State game. Interesting. He's not writing anymore for the Globe. I don't no, think I don't he, think he is. He still appears on um, Around the Horn. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't think he writes anymore. But he was at the game Did he last night. Flight? They were showing him on TV. Did he have a flight like diverted over there? So he just decided, hey, I like sports. I don't know, is Nick. If you've ever been to, I don't know if you've ever been to Brookings. You don't get diverted yeah. to Brookings. Uh, well, maybe that was the safest place to land. <laughs> they had to go to the regional airport there. All right. Um, it is a feel-good Friday. There are so many things that are good about today. Uh, and the weekend that is ahead of us, so you can't knock us down. If you'd like me to sing A Party in the PBA, mm-hmm. uh, I've changed the lyrics to uh, Miley Cyrus's song. Whenever you'd like me to do that, just point at me and I'll give it to you. <laughs> Plus, we have a great weekend of hoops. Saturday and, and hoops is going to be pretty good. Wisconsin plays Purdue on Sunday. Yep. Now, Nebraska plays this weekend. They play uh, Illinois. We're not, we're not worried about that yet. Oh, no. no. Road, road Nebraska, don't pay attention. <laughs> Just, hey, call me up when they come home to play Michigan. Yeah. Okay, I'll pay attention again to Nebraska basketball. Uh, the lineup brought to you by the referees at John Higgins uh, Weather Guard. Uh, Steve Sipple, we had a reschedule from yesterday, is going to join us at 8.30. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Mike Schaefer stops by at 9. And uh, Matt Verzal, all part of a feel-good Friday of mornings with Sharp and Hanley and Jimmy. Uh, that is the lineup. It is brought to you by the referees at John Higgins Weather Guard, who... We might have to have some speaks. It is, it, you know, what is kind of uh, uh, good speaks, good speaks. I, I, oh, I, I love okay. Higgy. We're not talking um, about criminal uh, activity last night. Huh? That's what Matt Rule uh, had. Oh, had tweeted. Yeah. I, so <laughs> check, hey, check his uh, Twitter account to see if that tweet is up. Because that was he tweeted that that was the that was, was that the Wiltshire foul. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, still up. Okay. Criminal <laughs> yet again. How? What's the metrics on it? Uh, 86,000, 25 responses, 113 retweets, 2.5 thousand hey, likes. Nebraska basketball is back, baby. <laughs> the head football coach is tweeting about the officiating. Hey, and just then, jumped to 88,000. And then Tim Miles <laughs> yes. tweeted last night yeah. that he enjoyed the win yep, and the fans. Sh- and, yep. Very, very classy yeah. from uh, Coach Miles. I, I saw that. Uh, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, and there were some interesting things that were called. In that there, there was. You, you said that was going to be a big part of the game. And early on, I thought they just pretty much let them play. And then more of the calls in the paint, especially with guys going straight up, defending what should have been maybe a block. The, the Wiltshire one yeah. should have been a block rink. Mascot called for one where, I mean, he didn't even initiate the com- the contact to. So it was almost as if, and this was happening when Nebraska was trying to chip into single digits. And I'm not saying, well, they were, you know, they were ill-timed. We'll just say that there were some ill-timed calls that I think slowed down that process for Nebraska. If you didn't know 
Jeffrey Anderson's last name, the high knees official that worked, who who basically has been banned from working Creighton games. But I, I wonder if he'll be here tonight because he Won't worked in Nebraska game last night. Now, he doesn't usually work. Yeah, his buddies were bailing him out to forget about what happened the night before <laughs> yeah, in yeah. Uh, West Lafayette. Yeah. But if you didn't know that Jeffrey Anderson's last name was Anderson, the high knees official, if you're not sure who it is, he's not really popular with Creighton fans, mm-hmm. um, would you think that Isaiah Pacheco is his son. <laughs> Very similar running styles, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Linebackers, beware. Uh, all right. You can uh, hop into the conversation. If you were over at 67th Center, if you are down in the rail yard last night and you have thoughts, let's talk about them. 951-1620. It's the hotline brought to you by 42 Degrees, the source by your mom's house. Also on the Equitable Bank uh, inbox where they take banking personally. How's Doug handling today? Doug's got a big game tonight. He's got to he stay does. up late, 8 yeah. o'clock tip downtown for Butler, who's going to play with, man, Butler needs like this victory on their resume. Creighton's got a little time off. Um, that's an 8 o'clock tip. Yeah, but, I'll even but, stay but, up but, tonight. But Doug's a Jasker. Hopefully he's uh, icing so the he's probably he's probably all in on Fred. Um, Equitable Bank Inbox, where they take banking personally to convenient locations in the metro area. Gary at 1620thezone.com. Handley, 1620thezone.com. Also on the uh, JTech Construction Zone Twitter feed, which is already up and running today. <laughs> People are screenshotting where Nebraska is on Bracket Matrix. Yeah. Get a, uh, it's kind of too early because I think that guy doesn't get up till 7. It's all the Shelby mask back to a 9. Uh, yeah, Creighton's a 3. Yep. Uh, at Gary Sharp, 1620. At Nick Hanley, 1620. All right, here is uh, Andrew. Uh, good morning, Andrew. How are you? Hello, hello. How are you doing, Gary? Good, Andrew. How are you? I am uh, tremendous. That is, you know uh, what? You're I, a good man. It's great to hear. Good. Thank you. Also you. Um, Nebraska has to get some road, some road wins before I think they're a legitimate, before they're locked in the tourney. Okay. And, and uh, you know, the storming of the car court, that's the that's the uh, difference between a program that's not quite there yet and a program that's there. The ones that are there don't storm the cart when they beat a ranked team. Uh, regardless if they're the number one or number six team? Nebraska needs to act like they've been there before to be legitimate. Well, oh. Andrew, oh. Andrew, they've been in the tournament one time since 1998. They just beat the number one team in the country and they now the number six been team in the country. Hey, hey, so so I'm all I'm advocating when number one UConn rolls into Omaha and Creighton knocks them off, I would hope Creighton fans would storm the floor. They probably won't. You know Creighton fans. Oh, and you can get out of the arena should. easier when you do that. That is very they true. Should. Yeah. Yep. I think they should. It's like, all right, uh, now's a good time I to go. I will say one thing about the Purdue win. I don't think Purdue is a great win for Nebraska. I'll give them that. But I think Purdue is tremendously overrated. You and John Schreiner think that. <laughs> because really, they have Edie. But their outside shooting is very suspect at times. Would you agree with that? Uh, I mean, they still have. I mean, when Lance Jones is going, they still have Smith. Yeah, Brady Here, here's good. the here's the thing, Andrew, about college basketball this year. Outside of UConn, who is elite? Um, 
I mean, I I, uh, I think I think we're, we were we're in agreement here. This is a year which it's kind of wide open, yeah. and and the amount it's of elite open. the elite teams where you could say elite and you wouldn't look back probably starts in stores and ends in stores right now on February second. Yes, yeah, I would agree. Mm-hmm. I I will say it's great for the state of Nebraska to have three teams playing pretty good. I agree. I agree. It, 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 I mean that is that is. It's been dry on the football, you know. It's been kind of a rough football season, and I'm a Jays girl, and that you know how much Esker yeah. fans love me. Um, <laughs> uh, it is nice to see all three teams have some uh, momentum going into yep. going into this. Yep. Uh, just need so, to, to keep it up. All right. Yeah, yeah, they need to keep it up, and it's good for Nebraska. Yep. Andrew, thanks for the uh, phone call. Uh, so I don't think throwing Fletcher lawyer too for Purdue. I mean, I don't know. I, I like that team. I've um, actually softened my stance on Purdue. Watching, yeah, you, you and John were ready to say they shouldn't even be in the top twenty-five. Oh, I didn't go that far. <laughs> I still don't. I'm still questioning if they get out of the first weekend. But I actually kind of like them. I like Northwestern and Wisconsin more. I liked Wisconsin. I like Wisconsin in the first. I just, you know, the momentum, uh, yeah, they had that turnover when the run's starting, Alec diving on the floor to save the ball, and the place came even more alive. And Yeah, that's... So, the net rankings haven't been updated yet because Nebraska is still 60. Maybe 7 o'clock. Give it 15 minutes. What's their... Is, is their record reflecting? Yeah, it's just they have not updated. Okay. Let me scroll here. Usually the site that I go to has it updated. Yeah. Um, their record is updated. That's weird. There's no way they no they they were 59 yesterday. Yeah, you're not dropping. You beat Wisconsin and you, and you took an L. <laughs> People on the stream uh, are defending you guys. About they're 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 behind your back. They're are in your corner, I guess. Just talking about Andrew's call. Oh, it, oh, he's it, fine. Yeah, he's fine. Andrew's our friend. Ain't, ain't hey, nobody gonna harsh hey, the mellow today. Trust me. If this happens now. If all three teams make it, and Omaha, the only way they're going to make it is they have to win three games in a row in Sioux Falls, but they're positioning themselves quite well. It will be an unbelievable week leading up to the tournament in this state and on this radio station. But if it's just Nebraska and Creighton, it will also be an unbelievable week because you know what else will happen? We'll have fan-on-fan crime. Yep. We're also going to have media-on-media crime. So, you know, people are people are picking their sides on who you cover, yep. where you went to school, and it'll be media on media crime. I mean, John, the new guy at the World Herald has already leaned into the Creighton beat. He's he's throwing strays at Nebraska mm. about that win. That's a good win last night for Creighton fans. Yes. Creighton fans should have stormed the floor at PBA and celebrating that Nebraska beat Wisconsin. Yep. Also easier to get out. But it it it, it we we did it in 14. Creighton keeps going to the party. Nebraska doesn't get an invitation. Yeah. Nebraska gets the invitation this year. Unbelievable week. But all three stop the presses. Oh, it'd be amazing. Like now, if, if, I, now I feel like unfortunately, I don't think I'd be involved in it because I'd probably be in Dayton. Yeah, but you know that's all right. Well, I, I feel like every day until you go to Dayton, and then when you are in Dayton, this show should not be in studio. It should be somewhere in each Dayton? day. Hey, so, each day somewhere. Social new. media, just lock it down. We'll create a a separate like hashtag. And just let everybody go at it, mm-hmm. because you because you won't celebrate. You won't you know because 
Oh, Nebraska's getting way too much attention. Oh, yeah. No, Creighton's getting attention. Yep. No, no, no. And then Omaha steps in, and they're like, oh, everybody loves Omaha. Yeah, yeah exa- exactly. Oh, the both yeah. fan bases will be like, oh. That's Durango's oh, music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Off and running on Feel Good Friday after Nebraska rallies to beat Wisconsin. How in the heck did that happen? Yep, that's the it's question. become a classic. I'm sure if you missed it, uh, it'll show up in the middle of the summer on BTN when you can watch it again. And then Omaha wins last night. Creighton's got Butler tonight at home. Uh, we are in a basketball state, which also hosts the first and second round. People are like, hey, a yep. uh, guy just asked on the stream. He said, hey, should I, should I try and get tickets for the Omaha regional? Uh, should have been a year ago. If you do, go to ticketsforless.com. Use my yeah, promo code 1620 I, the zone hmm. or the, the zone. I don't think you're going to see any of the teams in Omaha. That's just my guess. Well, we know we won't see Creighton. I can tell you that. Yeah, that I'll one. Put that on the prediction. That, board. that one I feel pretty yeah. confident in. All right, 48 past the hour. We are off and running. You can join the conversation, 951-1620, after what a night of uh, hoops in the state of Nebraska on 1620 The Zone.